Who wants to be a superhero? Jefferson Stewart did not. What he wanted above all things was his place in the spotlight on the stage as a Shakespearean actor. For a time, he earned a modicum of success, but a moment of spite and an ill-fated emergence of his mysterious storm powers ripped this dream from his new elemental grasp. Resigned to a dark fate, Jefferson awaited the fallout of his actions. Instead, he received a second chance from a mysterious organization known only as the Board. That was when Jefferson learned that every superhero and villain, or heel as they're known, all secretly work for the Board. Under the Board's control, superheroes are pitted against heels in public bouts known as capers, in which spectacle and popularity rule the day. Jefferson, as the heel known as Weatherman, participated in his fair share of capers, but he never achieved the fame and admiration he so craved. That was until a naive young girl named Erica Belfry entered his life. Realizing the danger she inadvertently stumbled into, Jefferson helped Erica in her hour of need. Now Erica is his partner, the irrepressible Princess Crash, and the pair have delved headfirst into a world of adventure. However, recently, they discovered the harsh truth. Although their escapades were planned, the consequences of a heel losing a caper and being caught meant going to prison for life. Now trapped as pawns in the schemes of the true enemies who control the battleground, Jefferson and Erica recognize the dangers they face. For there is little mercy for those who do not play their parts in this theater of heels. Support me on Patreon! Previously, on Theater of Heels. In preparation for their new caper against a super-fast sprinter, Jefferson ventures ahead of Erica to scout out their target, the Prime Investment Bank. After placing himself in the optimal position to set the stage for their upcoming robbery, Jefferson unexpectedly encounters his estranged daughter, Juliet, who works as one of the bank's managers. Upon recognizing him, Juliet, who goes by Julia, confronts Jefferson about his intentions for her bank and demands that he leave immediately. Jefferson reluctantly agrees, but before he can exit, the bank is invaded by four masked gunmen who assault Julia before his eyes. Enraged by their actions, Jefferson and later Erica find themselves in the role of unexpected heroes as they attack the bank robbers head on. However, their momentary stint in heroics takes a violent turn when the last armed robber turns his gun on his daughter Julia and fires. At that moment, Erica narrowly manages to capture Julia, the gun, and the oncoming bullet in her stasis sphere. Although her actions bought them time, Erica's device could not halt the bullet's progress. The heels watch in horror as the bullet slowly drips towards the frozen Julia's heart. As death draws closer to Julia, Jefferson is forced to make a desperate choice to save his daughter's life. However, before he can act on this plan, Sprinter, the hero that he and Erica were scheduled to fight, arrives. Enraged at the hero's sudden intrusion, Jefferson lashes out, leading to a brief, violent battle before Erica intervenes. As he is the only one fast enough to help, Erica convinces Sprinter to help them save Julia. Sprinter immediately agrees and dives head-on into the stasis sphere, where he just manages to reach Julia in time before she can be shot. Jefferson rushes to his daughter's side, but his relief instantly vanishes when Sprinter collapses to the ground, bleeding from the gunshot he took in Julia's stead. And now, 
I present you with our current episode. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, Part 6, Rapid Heartbeat. Chapter 31, Blood in the Hourglass. Spinner! Erica ran for the fallen hero. She dropped her knees right next to him, skidding on his blood, pulling on the floor. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god! Sprinter groaned as she rolled him over onto his back. Erica cried out, Oh god, I'm sorry! She reached down, and her hands hovered over the bullet wound, though still bleeding profusely. Erica yanked her hand back and stared up at Jefferson, her mouth working wordlessly. For his part, Jefferson stared at the young hero's ashen face. Erica finally found her voice and stammered, What? What? What do we do? Jefferson shook his head. How should I know? I don't know anything about things like this. Julia crawled forward purposely. Her momentarily stunned state vanished in a wash of adrenaline. Julia grabbed the sleeve of her shirt and ripped it off in one fluid motion. Jefferson and Erica looked at her startled. Jefferson said, What on earth are you doing? Julia ignored them as she wadded the cloth into a ball and pressed it into Sprinter's bleeding side. Sprinter howled. Stop it! Erica screamed. You're hurting him! Julia said through gritted teeth. That can't be helped right now. We must put pressure on the bullet wound to control the bleeding. Oh, said Erica as she touched her head, absently leaving a smear of blood on her helmet. Then, what do we do? Then... Julia said decisively. We have to get him to the hospital, or he's going to die. Erica hissed. Die? Jefferson asked. Where did you learn to do all this? I don't know, Julia said. I got a first aid badge in Girl Scouts. Jefferson stared at her numbly. You were in the Girl Scouts? Not the time, Julia screamed. Now are you two going to help the man who saved my life or not? Right. Erica nodded. Her mind reeled as it started and stopped in fits. We... We... Need to focus and... 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 Save... Hey! Julia snapped. Erica looked at her. Princess Crash, you just shot a man with a ray gun while doing a donut in a bank lobby in a flying car. I'm guessing that you engineer both of those items. Erica nodded and numbly waved at her robots and inventions behind her. I made all of these. Good, said Julia. That means that you are a strong, capable young woman. You can do this. In fact, you're the only person that can save him right now. Now get yourself together and get this done. Erica held the older woman's eyes for the span of a heartbeat, then nodded again. Right. She stood up and brought her gauntlet's controls online. Her newfound bravery was spoiled by her large, audible gulp. Erica tapped a series of commands into her console. Behind them, all but one of her robots turned and rushed to Penelope III's trunk. In quick succession, they yanked themselves up, folded their bodies into their compact forms before they arranged themselves into the compartment. The remaining robot ran up to them. Erica looked up at it. Dante, um, pick up Sprinter and place him in the back of Penelope 3. Carefully. Sprinter groaned as the skinny robot bent down and scooped him up. 
More was blood spilled onto the ground. Oh, God! Sprinter's head then lolled back listlessly. Dante darted back to Penelope III's cockpit, where he placed the unconscious and bleeding Sprinter into the back seat. Erica shakily nodded to Julia, stammering, Th Thank you. Before she ran after her robot, Jefferson lingered, rubbing the back of his neck nervously. I'm... I am sorry we reunited like this. Julia glared at him. I'm sorry that we reunited at all. Jefferson winced. Julia's expression softened. That's not true. Look, Dad, this wasn't ideal. But thanks for, um, trying to protect me. Jefferson said in a rush, I would like to see you again. Julia looked up at him, tears burning in her eyes. Dad, I don't know if that's a good idea. Jefferson pleaded. Please. I don't want to leave things like this. I... What a man! Erica screamed. We have to go! Now! Julia said, Go! Jefferson offered her one last pain look before he transformed into a storm cloud form and flew up into the cockpit next to Erica. As soon as he landed in the cockpit, Erica gunned the engine and Penelope III tore out of the bank's enormous window in reverse. Erica wheeled her craft around midair, riding her trajectory. Hey! A familiar voice called. Erica looked around and her eyes widened. Cedric was running up to the bank with his gun drawn. Her brother pointed at the unconscious masked man on the ground outside the bank's broken window and demanded, What the hell happened in there? Armed robbers arrived. They're taken down now. Go! She had just time to hear him say, What? But if he said anything else, it was lost in the roar of Penelope III's engines as he tore forward. She pulled back on the wheel and her aircraft took off into the sky. Below them, downtown, was a mass of lights and sirens. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Erica brought her GPS online as she demanded, Weatherman, do you know where the closest hospital is? Weatherman? Jefferson, who was staring back at the direction they came from, shook his head. What? Um, no, not really. I think it's west of here. Erica glared at him. Get your head together! I know that was a lot to unpack, but if we don't do something... She waved a hand at Sprinter. He's going to die! Jefferson snapped himself out of his stupor. Right. His daughter's words echoed in his head. You're the only ones that can save him right now. He floated into the back seat and transformed back into his human form, standing awkwardly beside Sprinter. How's he looking? Erica screamed as she brought up a holographic grid of the city's map. Jefferson groaned as he looked over the young man. The bandage his daughter pressed onto his side was already soaked with blood, with more of it flowing around the wound and pulling on the floorboards. The exposed portion of Sprinter's face was beaded with sweat. His head, his chest heaved up and down in rapid, shallow breaths. Jefferson called back. He's breathing, but he doesn't look good. He looked up at Dante. Give me the first aid kit. Dante's eyes flashed as it just looked at him. Erica screamed back, Do it! Dante scrambled to the trunk and pulled out a case a moment later. Jefferson yanked the case open, grabbed a handful of gauze bandages, and pressed them firmly to Sprinter's side. This time, the hero didn't react at all. Jefferson much preferred it when he cried out in pain. 
I can call back. What do we do? Do we try to get into the maze? I think not. Other than the fact our boxing barber friend would be most frustrated with us showing up with a critically injured hero on his doorstep, neither of us know where to take Sprinter from there. We need to take him to the hospital. The holographic screen pinged. Okay. I got the route to the closest trauma center. Hold on. She jerked the wheel, and Penelope 3 veered hard in the air before blasting forward. Hold on, Sprinter. Erica glanced back. We'll get you help in no time. Whoa. She had to jerk the wheel to keep from clipping a skyscraper. I have him. Jefferson snapped. Keep your eyes on the route ahead. Jefferson murmured. Come on, lad. You're made of sterner stuff than most. Stay with us long enough so I can properly thank you for saving my daughter. Hold on. We're coming in hot. The Falco community general was no stranger to strange events. On a given day, any number of people suffering from life-threatening injuries and conditions could find themselves on their doorsteps. However, even the staff, who were veterans of treating countless gunshot and stab victims, were caught by surprise when a flying car suddenly dove down in the middle of their ambulance's driveway. Erica stumbled out of the cockpit through the automatic doors with Dante behind her, carrying the listless and bleeding sprinter. Jefferson flowed in behind them in a storm form. As the odd group came crashing into their presence, the doctors, nurses, and EMS personnel stared at them for a stunned moment. Erica looked around at the surprised faces, her mouth working soundlessly for a moment before she found her voice. Somebody help us! Sprinter's been shot! Then a grizzled male nurse in tie-dye scrub top came from around the desk and pushed a stretcher up to them. Put him here! Under Erica's control, Dante laid the hero down. Without preamble, the older nurse pushed the stretcher down the hall. His gruff voice called out, Call trauma alert to Bay 1! Just like that, the emergency personnel sprang into action. Several more people, several more staff peeled out of rooms and from around the corner as they joined the veteran nurse at the stretcher's side before disappearing down the hallway. Erica numbly watched the space where the emergency medical professionals disappeared for a moment. She took a shambling step forward, but Jefferson placed a storm hand in front of her. He said, Princess, don't. She looked back at him with fresh tears streaming down her face. I... I need to know if he's okay. I know, he said gently. But we need to go. He looked down the hallway immediately, and Erica followed his gaze. At the other end of the corridor, a single police officer approached them purposely. Before this escalates any further, she looked back at her partner and nodded, then turned for the exit. The approaching police officer shouted, Wait! I need to talk to you! They didn't heed his call. The officer started running after them, but as he reached the exit, they had already taken to the air. The only trace they left behind was the blood of the hero they tried to save. Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater Heals after these messages. On the next episode of Theater Heals, Volume 2, Heroes, Tyson Heals. Months after the forgotten incident he found on his secret security footage, Carl Davis's investigation leads him closer to the mysterious Erica Belfry, better known as Princess Crash. To uncover the truth, he decides to research a location that is closer to his target, Belfry's garage. Tune in next week to Theater Heals, Volume 2, Interlude 4, Engine Trouble. See you then. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoy my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.